Good morning, Fabcasters. This is our bar with the drive time. And I just got out of a, just walked out of the a court, courthouse for the state. And, uh, I, you know, I'm there for, for something pretty simple. I want to perform marriages in the state. So, you know, it's just standard. Pay my fee, show my credentials, and then I get to do perform weddings in this beautiful state for lovers. Um, but as I'm walking down the halls, I looked on the screen for other people awaiting their trial. And I just got in touch with something I haven't been in touch with in a while. And that's, that's the depravity of, of mankind. So I'm looking at the monitor for who's next and what tri- and what courtroom. And I'm looking at the board and it's just name after name after name. And um, it says the guy's name and then it says courtroom 10 and it, and it says uh, um, the what they're on trial for and uh, one said aggravated assault with um, a minor one said forced sodomy one said A and B for a family member assault and battery another said um, sexual assault and it had a, had a less than sign 15 younger than 15 years old and I just and as I'm driving away I'm I'm having these thoughts like you know what this this is an undeniable fact of life I mean nobody in the world can argue with this one that all those things are wrong absolute moral truth those are absolutely wrong it's always wrong to assault someone sexually it's always wrong to do assault and battery it's always wrong to sodomize someone it's always wrong i mean all of those people are on trial standing before a appointed judge for a reason is because deep down in our guts we know there is absolute truth and this whole thing that's just been gaining momentum for years and years and hundreds of years now that there's no such thing as truth and don't push your truth on me and your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth and stop shoving truth down my... That's a bunch of baloney. There are absolutes. That's why we have a justice system. It's because we say this is absolutely right and this is absolutely wrong. And if you do this, well, you're going to be prosecuted and you're gonna be adjudicated and it's not gonna be pretty because you're going to pay because oftentimes pain is a good teacher and a good reminder not to do that again. But I'm thinking the guy who assaulted whoever it was, sexually assaulted that minor, you know, I'm, I'm sad for whoever is involved. I'm sad for the family. But I'm also thinking what happened to him? It was, a, it was a guy, I read the name. What happened to him? Because hurt people hurt people. And, and what happened to the person who hurt that person who hurt that person? And, and how far does it go back? And does it go back all the way to the beginning? Well, that's the point I'm trying to make. Is this perpetual sin, uh, this, 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 this gift from the enemy that keeps on giving, it goes back to Adam. 
it goes back to the very first man who was rebellious towards God and introduced sin into the world. And at that moment, sin had shattered the universe. The ground moaned. Humanity became broken. Ephesians, the book, the apostle Paul tells us that we are born physically alive and spiritually dead. That's my paraphrase. It says, you were, you were dead in your transgressions. Ephesians 2.1. What does that mean? It means we were born physically alive, but spiritually dead. That means that nobody who has a child has to teach that child to be rebellious. Nobody has to teach their child to say mine. Nobody has to teach their child to talk back. And sort of like that lady in the yogurt, the yogurt uh, store the other day when I was on a, on a date with my wife and this Filipino lady, she was she was bragging to, to this new parent. He says, I never yelled at my kids. I have this many kids and I never yelled at them, not once. I'm like, uh, that's a lie. That's a lie. Don't say you've, don't tell a new parent that you've never gotten mad at your kids because that's, that's just a lie. God gives us kids to purge us from our wickedness and our selfishness and our evil. That's why he gives us kids. He doesn't give us kids because we're so awesome. He gives us kids because we need to be sanctified. He lets us be married so we can be sanctified because marriage and parenting as well as the traffic that um, I experience on a day-to-day basis, it's all not for my happiness. It's for my holiness. It's for my sanctification. It's like scrubs being sent to scrub off my rough edges. But let's just go back to this other issue that I, I look at that board and I look at all the crime and I look at all the brokenness of humanity. Nobody can deny it. They have to get in touch. They have to admit that this is a broken, fractured, shattered world. So the next question is this. Who will you turn to as your savior? Who is your savior? Is it a, is it a political party? Is it, is it uh, a network? Is it your president? Is it your church? Is it your denomination? Is it... Is it you being religious? Is it you being a good person? Is it you be quote unquote spiritual? Is it your job? Is it your money? Is it your kids? I mean, what is it? What, what saves you from, from this part of you that says to do bad things? And then here's the other, here's the other side, okay? We are either in the category of committing these offenses, like out, outright overt sins, um, crimes that can be seen, taste, touch, heard, or smelled, whatever. Over on the other side saying, thank God I'm not like those bozos over there. Which I think that is the greater evil of the two. So like the guy that's doing smoking drugs, illegal drugs, right? I'm not. Is marijuana still illegal? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it is. Legal. I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't follow this stuff. So say you're smoking crack cocaine, very illegal, very bad, highly addictive, from the enemy, from the devil himself. I think that person has more hope than the guy or gal who goes to church and prays every day. Thank God I'm not like everybody else. Thank God I'm not like my neighbor. Thank God I'm not like my family member who struggles with A, B, and C. I think that's the height of arrogance right there. 
And isn't it, isn't it that type of arrogance, that flavor of pride, or just that type of pride that they got Satan kicked out of heaven? I mean, isn't it pride that God just absolutely abhors and detests and he hates it? Isn't it? Isn't it true that whatever pride touches, it kills? I mean, so let's not fool ourselves. That, that's, and I've done that plenty of times where I say, oh, well, thank God I'm not like that guy. Or what I'll do is I'll take guys and gals through a little freedom workshop and we're going through certain particular areas of sin and almost everybody has done this. So whoever's listening to this has been through the steps, been through the workshop, it's, it's, everybody's done this. We'll go through a list of overt sins and they'll say, how did I do? How did I score? And we're like, there's no score here, bro. Like if you scored a hundred percent and you were guilty of every form of pride, that's good. That means, that means we're catching it all and uprooting it. And if, if you only scored, if you're only guilty of one out of the list of 10 on the list, then that's not a good, that's not necessarily better. Although it is cool, I took, well, I took one guy through, uh, we took him through the portion where misuse of our body, okay? And the, the adults know what I'm talking about, the kids, it's just misusing your body. Like, kids, you can misuse your fist and, and throw it in someone's face. That's a misuse of your body. But there's also, there's many ways we can misuse our body. So, we're taking this guy through. I'm like, all right, let's confess um, every misuse of our body. Um, and we'll renounce it and we'll, we'll, we'll reject and we'll, we'll, we'll break any ties that have been connected to, to other people who you've misused, misused your body with, if you know what I mean. And this guy said, um, yeah, there's, there's one person on this list. And I thought, that's, that's amazing, dude. That's, that is so cool that you've, only, that, that you've only done that once with one person. That is so cool. Like, how much has God spared you from unnecessary pain and suffering because you've only given yourself over to that particular sin once in your life? That is so cool. Okay? So fast forward. The next guy we brought through uh, a couple weeks after that couldn't remember 90% of the names of the of the people he's been with. Just as much healing, just as cool to watch God heal and, and mend those wounds and break those ties that he's been connected with so many people. He said 90% of the time he was drunk, so. So when we were forgiving and renouncing and confessing these things, it was like, um, don't remember. Uh, we'll just call, we'll just say, not, not to dehumanize or devalue, but let's just say uh, girl from, from this country and we're gonna confess and renounce this. So anyways, it's a broken world, people. That's, that's the message right here. It's a broken world. And when witnessing and when talking with others, um, it should be no surprise. And, and for, for, for people who don't go to church, don't, don't have Jesus Christ, don't have hope, um, all, all the above, um, this is an undeniable truth. So the, so the question is, who's your savior? And we can't say, well, I'm strong. I'm not affected by these things. Yeah, you are. 
yeah, you are. You're, you're totally affected by these things. And you're not going to tell me, you're not going to tell any of us that, that, uh, that you don't struggle on a day-to-day -day basis. You don't struggle with pride, that you don't struggle with resentment, that you don't struggle, don't, don't, even the Christians, don't give me this, like, everything's fine and dandy, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy all the time. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a more subtle one, maybe it's like, no, I, I, I really do know my, my hope in, my hope's in Jesus, and I'm not sad, I'm not, I'm not all like pseudo happy, but I'm, I'm also not depressed like you kind of want me to be right now. But I don't want anybody to be sad. I just know, I just know that that the Lord loves it when we're dependent on Him. He's glorified in us the most when we're, we're most dependent on Him. And I'd, I'd be praying like a fool if I said, Lord, would you have me not need you as much today as I did yesterday. It's just, I, I just don't want to pray that. I don't want to pray that at all. Anyways, oh, it's so broke. Let's, let's pray. Let's pray for all the, the broken people in the world in which I'm in the world. And let's pray. Let our prayer be this. Lord, I'm like an empty bottle. I've got nothing to offer the world. But when I'm filled with you, I can, I can help people quench their thirst because I'd be filling them with you. So Lord, who do you want to love today? What are you going to do today at my work, in my neighborhood? And and would you let me be a part of that? Would you give me the honor? It would be an honor and privilege to just be used by you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.